Hi, this is Torn, your friendly podcast host. I'm also the lead singer for the Cthulhu rock band, The Darkest of the Hillside Thickets. You have heard our songs many times in the intermission uh, music of Caustic Soda. And I am pleased as punch to tell you that my band is having an Indiegogo fundraiser for a new album. And we hope that you will help us to make it possible. As of Tuesday, March 15th, you can plug the Darkest of the Hillside tickets into the Indiegogo.com search bar and you will find our campaign. We have lots of cool perks that you can get. A copy of the album, obviously. But also for super fans, the chance to play cowbell and sing vocals on some of our tracks for the new album. The album is called The Dukes of Al-Hazred. HP Lovecraft fans will get that joke. So check us out. Thanks for listening. And hey, why don't you track us down on Facebook and Twitter to learn all the terrible secrets of the darkest of the hillside thickets. Previously on Caustic Soda. That is exactly the kind of thing that a person who has been mind-controlled by elephant poop would say. Because <laughs> if you no. saw an elephant with like a full set of human chompers, it would be creepy, right? <laughs> Oh shit, yeah. Oh. Yep. And then they will trumpet at your head. <laughs> oh. You jump, and then they will laugh. Oh. <laughs> Angry elephants. <laughs> All across Africa, India, and parts of Southeast Asia, from whatever patches and corridors of their natural habitat remain, elephants have begun lashing out, oh, no. destroying villages and crops, attacking and killing human beings. Mm. All right. This is like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's, it is, oh, yeah. it's the happening. The, it's, uh, it's the well, elephant elephants. Yeah. In fact, these attacks have become so commonplace that a new statistical category known as Human-Elephant Conflict, or HEC, was created by elephant researchers in the mid-1990s to monitor the problem. Oh, and it's a heck of a problem. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) Uh In the Indian state of Jharkhand, near the western border of Bangladesh, 300 people were killed by elephants between 2000 and 2004. What? That's a lot of people to be killed by elephants? In the past 12 years, elephants have killed 605 people in Assam, a state in northeastern India, 239 of them since 2001. Wow. Now, if those were all poachers, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't think they're all poachers. I think very few of them are poachers, in fact. 265 elephants have died in that same period, the majority of them as a result of retaliation by angry villagers who have used everything from poison-tipped arrows to laced food in order to exact their revenge. Poison-tipped arrows. I feel like you got to use a lot of those to take down an elephant. Like, Yeah, they're not going to do a lot. We've, we, had, um, we had rifles on site just in case. Right. And... Um, we were told, yep, any animal's fine, not the elephant, you'll just piss it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Africa, reports of human-elephant conflicts appear almost daily, from Zambia to Tanzania, from Uganda to Sierra Leone, where 300 villagers evacuated their homes last year because of a string of unprovoked elephant attacks. Oh, uh, elephant. Yeah. It is not only the increasing number of these incidents that is causing alarm, but also the singular perversity of recent elephant aggression. Yes. Since the early 1990s, for example, young male elephants in Pylensburg National Park in Hluwe Umfolozi Game Reserve in South Africa have been raping and killing rhinoceroses. What? What? (laughs) What? Oh, Oh, the hold low, on, the hold, low man on the totem pole hold is on the rhino. A second, yeah. Well, they can't see very well, so they sneak well, up on them. Maybe <laughs> that's true. I mean, They're very sneaky. I'll tell you, there is probably only one animal on Earth that has the capacity <laughs> to rape and kill rhinoceri. Yeah, and it is an elephant. Well, two if you include our technology, and yeah. it is man. Right? If you uh, really wanted to, Kevin. Oh, I could get that rhino suit from that terrible Spider-Man that's, movie, yeah, and then use it right. to rape and kill right. a rhino. Yeah. Uh, wow, wow. Oh, I don't even. I don't even know where to begin with this. This abnormal behavior has been reported in a number of reserves in the region. Mm. Officials in Pilanesburg shot three young male elephants who were responsible for the killing of 63 rhinos. Three elephants killed 63 rhinos? As as well as several attacks on people in safari vehicles. This is... uh, 
in our rhinoceros episode, you know, I thought humans were the big problem. Uh, elephants are really part of the problem, too. Mm-hmm. Well, this is great. Three elephants killed 63 rhinoceros. You think the rhinoceroses would have like got the word around. It's like, stay away from these goddamn elephants. They're just they're too like, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> they can sneak up on you. Right? Oh, they're, they're sneaky. Yeah. They're sneaky. Rhinoceroses are not. In Addo Elephant National Park, also in South Africa, up to 90% of male elephant deaths are now attributable to other male elephants, mm. compared with mm. a rate of 6% in more stable elephant communities. Yeah, they're just they're just going crazy. But from 6% they're to 90%? Just, that goes yeah. beyond crazy. That's batshit crazy. That's, that's what, did we kill all the sane ones? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like we, we killed off the, the ones that were reasonable? Oh, uh, bah. I learned it from you, humans. (laughs) I learned it from you. Yeah, that's right. Typically, elephant researchers have cited high levels of testosterone in newly matured male elephants or the competition for land and resources between elephants and humans as cause for aggression. Mm. Researchers are arguing that today's elephant populations are suffering from chronic stress, a kind of species-wide trauma due to decades of poaching, culling, and habitat loss. They are going crazy. What we are now witnessing is nothing less than a collapse of elephant culture, which is leading to a rise in cases of violent and sometimes even bizarre human-elephant interactions. So basically, there were human, I guess, you, as they say, culture. You would have tribes, or sorry, elephant tribes and culture, and they would be like, let's all be nice to each other. And yeah, these along. matriarchal little societies or whatever, right? And those are all just breaking down, so you just got jerk-ass young males. Right. Just losing it. Yeah. Nobody to keep them in check. Yeah. This is the outsiders. The outsiders. That's exactly after, what it is. Pony after, boy. After one particular killing of a man in a village of Katway, the elephant herd buried him as it would one of its own, carefully covering the body with earth and brush and then standing vigil over it. Hmm. When a group of villagers went out to reclaim the man's body for his funeral, the elephants refused to budge. Yeah, fuck you, humans. Screw you. It's our body now. It's like you throw a ball in an old man's yard, right? (laughs) That's right. This human walked through their territory. He's like, nope, that's it. You can't have him back. He's ours now. Human remains, a number of researchers have observed, are the only other ones that elephants will treat as they do their own. In the end, the villagers fired volleys of gunfire into the air at close range, finally scaring the mourning herd away. Uh, Really twisted. Wow. I I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this. We're having like... Raping uh, rhinoceroses. Like elephant colony collapse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, killing humans and then not letting the other humans come in and get the body. Like 600 in one country. I can see why people don't give a crap about elephants. Yeah. Because they're like, why should I care about this thing? It's killing humans constantly. If you lived in a part of India where in the span of like four years they killed 300 people, uh, that's like a person every three days. Yeah. That's an elephant killing a person every three days. That is crazy. Crazy. Who died to an elephant this week? Yeah. Ah, two people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a nice average. Yeah, be like, you know what? I, I don't think I have a problem with these things being driven extinct. If this was like, if I lived in this part of the world. But I have a, uh, I got an elephant defense system. Ooh. Okay. A fence which is set up off the ground at chest height and contains beehives spaced oh. every 10 meters. <laughs> no. If an elephant disturbs the fence, then the hives shake and the bees become agitated. The oh. elephants are then deterred from going any further due to their natural fear of bees. <laughs> it's not mice. Yeah. Like we were told in all the cartoons. Although oh, yeah. I did see a test of that and they were afraid of a mouse. Are they was it, I, I can't remember if it was Mythbusters or not, but it was... A, I, Mythbusters did a thing, but then there, I actually read like a scientific article about the Mythbusters episode. Oh, yeah? Where they kind of like said, yeah, it's oh, okay. not really... They didn't realize there was also a bee around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there, there was a bee buzzing yeah. up overhead. And, and Yvonne, you can confirm this or whatever, but I guess... Because they eat hay and stuff like that, there's always like lots of yeah, vermin around. Yeah, oh, there's always mice and stuff in the hay. Yeah, so our elephant didn't like peacocks. Didn't like peacocks. Well, who does? Yeah. Yeah, she tried to stomp on them anytime oh, they wow. landed anywhere near her. Stomp a peacock. It was awesome. probably just jealous of uh, of, of the plumage. Of the plumage. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, I wish my tail was like that. I'll just have to stomp all you did, guys. Uh, did the peac- She liked ducklings though. Oh. Liked ducklings. Didn't care for peacocks. Thought they were too cocky. <laughs> too peacocky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got beef. So the oh, yeah. so we got hives, and there's like a Every fence between meters. them connecting. That's right. Them? So then when they try and pass through, they rattle the hives, and all the bees come out. Uh, elephants will then communicate the presence of the bees to other elephants, and thus all of them tend to avoid the area entirely. Oh, mm-hmm. what's the what's the special uh, infrasoundy uh, code for bees? I wonder. Bzz, bzz. 
Bzz, bzz. Uh, this approach has reduced conflict between humans and elephants in some areas by up to 85%. That's pretty good. Sure, but human bee conflict is way up. <laughs> right. But also delicious honey but, content is yeah. way up. It was a woman named Lucy King, a worker for Save the Elephants, that came up with the idea okay. when she noticed elephants avoided acacia trees that had bee colonies in them. Good work, Lucy. Huh? You are the king of bees. Queen? Her uh, name is Lucy King. Oh, the queen. Oh, yeah. But I guess they have their own queen. They don't need another. Yeah. yeah. Public service announcement. How to survive an elephant stampede. Since 1990, more than 60 people have been killed and more than 130 others seriously injured by captive elephants. Captive elephants. Elephant trainer is the occupation with the highest fatality rate in the U.S., scaled to 333 deaths per 100,000. Right. There are 600 elephant trainers in the USA, and approximately one per year is killed on the job. Most dangerous to handlers are bull elephants experiencing their first must. Mm. And second most dangerous are females entering the age when they could become a matriarch. Oh, interesting. Uh, so that just gives you some context as to uh, you know how dangerous elephants can be. You also so, have um, to be a bit obsessive to be an elephant keeper, an elephant trainer. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of did it because I had to. But um, people who love elephants who become an elephant keeper only work with elephants. They think they're... By by had to, you mean in the obsessive way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They think their animal is better than everyone else's animal. I've had them where they won't even eat or talk to the other keepers at the zoo. Whoa. Snobs. Elephant snobs. They got an elephant-sized attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of step one in not getting trampled by an elephant. When there's an elephant... So there's an elephant stampede heading my way. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Before that, they, they, okay. you know, preventive measures. Oh. Be aware sure. of your surroundings and your elephants nearby. An angry elephant will tuck its ears back and curl its trunk up. Oh. Just kind of a precursor to a charge or a stampede. Now, will it curl it clockwise or counterclockwise? Forwards? Over the top or underneath? I think up has to be back. Over the top. Over the top. Yeah. Okay. Elephants may attempt to spear you with their tusks and fling their bodies, so to stay out of tusk range. Sure, always. Right. Uh, if the last human the elephant met was a hunter or a poacher, it is more likely to treat you as a threat and attempt an attack. So, okay. know instinctively when an elephant last saw yes, a hunter or a poacher. Because an elephant never forgets. Yes. Yeah. Precisely. So you just need to like to kill. You just in order to avoid being trampled, just be slightly telepathic. Okay. Yeah. Step two. Now this is post when the charge starts. The charge is happening. Yeah. Now. A stampede is happening. An elephant is charging you. Now, how many elephants? Does it need can a single elephant stampede, or do you need more than one elephant for a stampede? I think a single elephant is a charge. Multiple elephants are stampede. Okay. I just want to get the terminology straight. Yeah. I think elephants are big enough that even two elephants could be considered a stampede. <laughs> sure. I a, feel that way. Addendum to the rule, don't stand there going, is this a stampede or a charge? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, it's very important for what I do in response to the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once it started, step one is to take available cover. Sure. Elephants may stampede when they are startled by a loud noise or to escape a perceived threat. If they are running away from a threat but towards you, do not try to outrun them. You can't. Okay. They can, should I take cover behind a rhino? Uh, <laughs> only if they're not currently raping it. Even while charging, elephants can make sharp turns and are able to climb steep slopes, so that oh. doesn't you know, uh, get you to safety. Oh, Seek a sturdy structure my, close by and take cover. My options are running out. I have to take the cover away so that the elephant can get torn instead of me. I see, yes. You don't need to run faster than an elephant. You just need to run faster than torn. Well, Is I just it going to stop take when it cover. tramples me, though? I think it's going to keep going. Oh, it'll keep going. Absolutely. The second tactic you may try is climbing a tree. Okay. Uh, a elephants very are large likely, tree. Yeah. Elephants are likely to avoid trees when running. Grab especially a, with bees in them. Yeah, well, especially with bees in them. But Carry kinda, a beehive with you at all times. <laughs> yeah. I've figured it out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Just hide behind a beehive. Yeah. Uh, you create yourself another problem with that one. Um, <laughs> Lesser of two evils. I will take the bee sting. <laughs> over a trampling? <laughs> over from a trampling. Yeah. 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 While climbing the tree, always keep three of your limbs in contact with the tree at all times. Okay. If you cannot climb the tree, then stand behind it. Elephants will likely avoid large obstacles when running. So you can kind of like uh, yeah. get skinny behind it and they won't barrel over a tree. They will like sidestep it. So that uh, puts a barrier between you and the stampede. And they're probably unlikely that they will turn around and stampede back to crush you. And Reverse stampedes. I can probably run around a tree faster than an elephant can oh. run around a tree. So I oh. would just be doing a whole the gods must be crazy keystone cops. Run around the tree. Just keeping and- a tree between <laughs> the two of us. 
Uh, tactic number three, lie down. Oh, what? Unless the surprising. elephant is intent on trampling you because you are hunting or the elephant thinks you're hunting, elephants typically avoid stepping on a prone human even while charging. Interesting. It is very interesting. So They, they don't want to get their feet dirty. Oh, that's, they don't want to get a uh, human on the bottom of their feet. Yeah, that's, it's, you gotta, it's hard to scrape off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't mind stepping in poo because they drop like 300 pounds of it every day. <laughs> but they do not appreciate no. getting human on the bottom that's of their right. soles. Poo, fine. Human, yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah that, but this image has the guy lying down perpendicular <laughs> to the elephant charge. Well, maybe, I, would, I would go in the same direction as elephant charge to just minimize this, my chances. This is... Definitely one of those counterintuitive things that you always hear about these these survival things. Where you're like, what? That can't be true. But because there's going to be like an elephant behind the elephant that can't see that I'm lying down, and he's going to hit that first elephant, and that elephant's going to land on me. I hope. I just gotta, you know, hope and pray. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, the last recommendation they have, and this is from the worst case scenario handbook, by the way, so you know it's true, is protect your face. As always. I mean, I'm personally I've protected face in your balls, but, uh, you know, that's just my personal yeah. personal preference. Just going to leave uh, a beautiful do, corpse. Yeah. Do not get up immediately. After the threat has passed, an elephant may show interest in the apparently dead bodies of humans left behind. Right. And may attempt to bury you yes. under tree branches, <laughs> leaves, and dirt. If you sense, call back to our Buried Alive episode. <laughs> that's true. If you sense an elephant moving above you, lie still and cover your face with your hands. The rough skin on the elephant's trunk may cause severe abrasions if it rubs against the sensitive parts of your body. Okay, sure. Whoa. Sensitive. You know, like your bones. Yeah, your, well, they, they specifically um, targeted your face. If I'm going to get buried alive, though, uh -huh. an elephant burying me alive would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's one you go with? It's in their nature. They must be good at it. Do uh -huh. you want to go with some kind of amateur? Yeah. Elephants, like elephant graveyard. Right. Name another animal that knows how to bury things aside from humans. Elephants. That's about it. Squirrels. Well, Squirrels. Graveyard is a myth. It doesn't actually exist. <laughs> Squirrels bury. They bring them up into their little holes and trees, don't they? I don't know. Dogs. There you go. Dogs. Yep. If I was in little pieces, I would yeah. want my dog to bury yeah, me. Yeah, 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 precisely. In the history. <laughs> Jumbo was the first African elephant to reach modern Europe alive. Jumbo was born in East Africa and captured by hunters in early 1862. Uh -huh. He was first sold to an Italian animal dealer, then to a menagerie in Germany, and then to the Jardin des Plantes in Paris. Okay. Officials of the Jardin ultimately traded him to the London Zoological Gardens for a rhinoceros. Okay. Oh, oh, oh a rhinoceros uh, elephant swap. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I feel like you're getting like twice the animal with the elephant. I think the uh, rhinoceros people got shortchanged. I don't know. If he's been traded so much, it sounds like people got him. We're like, uh, we got to trade this away to somebody else. Oh, we got a bum elephant? Yeah. What's Because no. like Italian animal dealer, menagerie in Germany, then to the Jardin de Plant in Paris, and then Jardin to London Zoological Gardens. These are people just passing the elephant. Right, right, Probably right. Probably every yeah. time he went into must, they, they yeah, yeah, exactly. had to get rid of this guy. Screw this. Uh, Jumbo then lived in the London Zoo for about 16 years, where he delighted visitors by taking them on trips around the zoo grounds in the howda on his back. Howda. Howda. howda or howda? Howda. Say it right, Frenchie. Howda. <laughs> yeah, How there. That's that, like, uh, you know, Devon-style chair thing that they have on yeah, their backs of yeah. uh, elephants. Big, yeah. uncomfortable metal thing. It's mm -hmm. big. Put this big hunk of metal on its back and mm -hmm. sit in it. At the time, Jumbo was the biggest elephant in captivity. Mm -hmm. P.T. Barnum wanted Jumbo in his circus, eventually buying the elephant in 1882 for $10,000. Oh, that's a lot what? of money. Uh, uh, we can only go to 1914. Oh, okay. that's the earliest it'll go. Even if we can go back to only 1914, that would be a quarter of a million dollars. So it would have to be at, like, at least double that. So probably like, half yeah, a million. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good time. The equivalent of half a million dollars. How much is an elephant worth today? Yvonne, I want to buy your elephant. I don't know. Zoos don't tend to buy them anymore. Oh. We, we do swaps. Them? We swap them for rhinos. Oh, that's <laughs> it's a rhino currency. So how much? It's right, turned so into a barter system. Is it, is it one for rare, one, though? So they're more expensive. How many rhinos does it take to buy an elephant? Uh -huh. Just one? Is it one-to-one -one swap? Yeah. It's probably one, but you get, like, first pick out of the draft. Ah, uh, yes, next of course. Season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Nobody wants any uh, boy, boys anyway. They all want the female uh, elephants. Right, yeah. You can't give them away. Yeah. 
The British objected to the sale and wrote letters to Queen Victoria urging her to intervene so that Jumbo would remain in London. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You don't like capitalism. <laughs> the courts ruled in Barnum's favor, however, and the elephant was shipped to the United States. Got it. Okay. So Jumbo's now landed in the U.S. Jumbo mania, a fad for all things Jumbo, was born at this time. The civilized world was flooded with Jumbo neckties, jewelry, soaps, and other ornaments. Ornaments and souvenirs. Sure. Jumbo uh-huh. toured with Barnum's Circus for three years. In 1885, Jumbo was killed in a railway accident. Oh. oh. His death was met with worldwide grief and sorrow. Uh-huh. Well. Barnum sued the railway, but settled for much less than he asked because he needed the goodwill of the railway to move his circus around. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to piss those guys yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. Only, you can only go toe-to-toe in the court with the railway for so long before you realize... Hold on a second. What am I going to do? Am I going to like, you know, uh, like horse cart these things around now? Yeah. Jumbo attracted as much attention after his death as he did in life. His hide was stuffed and his bones preserved. Both were displayed first with Barnum Circus and then with several museums. Right. Okay. His hide was destroyed in a fire at Tufts University in 1975. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. But there's probably, there must be photos of this uh, abounding or whatever. Jumbo's greatest legacy is probably his name, as it is now synonymous in the English language with huge or very large. Sure. Oh, so the word Jumbo didn't exist before the elephant. Like in common uh, colloquial language. Thanks to elephants, we now have Jumbo Squid. A stuffed Jumbo sounds like something I want to eat. It kind of does, yeah. 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 If somebody said, hey, do you want to order a stuffed Jumbo at that restaurant? I'd be like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know what it is, but I'll take it. Ooh. The name is perhaps from the slag jumbo, clumsy or unwieldy fellow, which itself is possibly from a word for elephant in a West African language, compared okay. to the Congo Nzamba. So But that's where they named that's what they named so the elephant. That's where they named the elephant, and then that became to mean very large or unusually large for its type. Oh, there you go. Good times. Mm-hmm. The name of an elephant is so ubiquitous that it like actually uh, affects the English language. Interesting. It's the power of marketing and P.T. Barnum. Who yeah. knows that? Who knew that stuff? Greatest show on earth. Well, Topsy was an elephant born in Southeast Asia around 1875. All Topsy right. was secretly brought into the U.S. soon after and added to the herd of performing elements, elephants at the Four Paw Circus. Okay. Who fraudulently advertised her as the first elephant born in America. Uh, four paws in like all of their, you know, things in the circus have yes, four paws. That's right. Okay. During her 25 years at four paw, Topsy gained a reputation as a bad elephant. Okay. Probably the most famous event took place in 1902. A drunken man wandered into the menagerie tent where all the elephants were tied in a line mm-hmm. and began teasing them in turn, offering them a bottle of whiskey. Oh, okay. of course. What, yeah. This actually, <laughs> this story sounds like. You know, a cartoon, right? Like, or, you know, one of those old, old black and white movies where you have that drunk be like, hey, have a drink with me. And you're like, who would ever do this ridiculousness? Don't they know what happens to you in movies when this happens? (laughs) He reportedly threw sand in Topsy's face and then burnt the extremely sensitive tip of her trunk with a lit cigar. Ah, the the Elefinger. The Elefinger, exactly. So so now we're heading into this guy kind of deserves it territory. Topsy threw the man to the ground with her trunk and then crushed him with her head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what one of the way they like, they headbutt you. Yeah. They like uh, just basically uh, put their forehead on you and like squash you. Now, the publicity generated by Topsy's man killing uh-huh. brought very large crowds to the circus to see the elephant. What? What? <laughs> Hold on Ooh. a second. We hated that guy. Uh, oh, you think that's it? Like the word got out that yeah, Topsy killed this jerk, and yeah. then it was like, "Let's go see this this hero of an elephant." Uh, in uh, New York, but even worse, like you know, killer elephant, bad elephant. Don't go near this dangerous elephant. Flocking to to the uh, to the circus to like you know what this is? This is the same thing that like keeps NASCAR popular. Everyone's just waiting for the accident. Oh, yeah, probably right. You're just waiting for him to like kill a spectator or something during. The unloading of Topsy from a train in New York, a spectator named Louis Dodero mm-hmm. used a stick in his hand to tickle Topsy behind the ear. Tickle, 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 tickle. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tickle this murderous elephant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Topsy seized Dodero around the waist with her trunk, hoisted him high in the air, and threw him back down before being stopped by a handler. Oh, uh, oh, hey. The owners of Four Paw Circus decided to sell Topsy. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've had a enough. Park. We'd had enough murder. On Coney Island. Uh-huh. 
Topsy was featured prominently in the publicity showing uh, shown moving timbers and even the fanciful airship Luna, part of the amusement ride, a trip to the moon, characterized in the media as working as penance for her rampaging ways. So now oh, yeah. you have to move shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to do put, work. Put you to work in the, uh, in the theme park. Don't worry. That murderous elephant that was put on display and then has been murdering people is now doing penance by being put on display. All right, yes, and carrying things that it could crush people with. Yeah, during yeah. Uh, let's give it weapons. How about let's take this murderous elephant and give it a weapon? So there's a couple more incidents. Oh, okay. During the moving of the Luna, the uh, I guess the fanciful airship, mm-hmm. the handler William Alt was involved in an incident where he stabbed Topsy with a pitchfork, trying oh. to get her to pull the amusement ride. Yeah. When confronted by the uh, police officer, Alt turned Topsy loose. From her work harness to run free in the streets. Okay. <laughs> There's a big distraction, so you don't arrest me. It's like, it's like wait, 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 wait. Hey, copper, uh, look the, uh, you know, hey, uh, I didn't do nothing wrong. Hey, look at rampaging elephant. Go stop that. You don't like the way I'm poking my elephant? Fuck you. I'm letting it free. Yeah, that's right. I, I imagine that somewhere in this altercation, somebody said yoinks. You said. <laughs> somebody threw out a yoinks. Alt Urcation. This yeah. guy's last name is Alt. Oh, I love it. Leading to Alt's arrest. The occurrence was attributed to the handler's drinking. Ah. So when handling murderous elephants, maybe you shouldn't be drunk? How about when confronting a murderous elephant, uh, you shouldn't be drunk and waving around a lit cigar? That's the only way he would do it. I will only <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he was true. sober, he would not be handling this elephant. Yeah. Uh, this is a... Um, it's interesting. There are a lot of drunk people just wandering around in the middle of the day back in 1902. I know those other people that got killed or injured from poking it. It won't happen to me. Bleh. Yeah, I don't know. pitchfork. In December 1902, yeah. a drunken alt rode Topsy down the town streets of Coney Island <laughs> and tried to ride Topsy into the local police station. He had a grudge <laughs> oh, against man. those cops. He really had a problem with cops. And he's sitting there thinking to myself, these cops can't stop me. I got a fucking elephant. <laughs> Accounts say Topsy tried to bat her way, batter her way through the station door, and she set up a terrific trumpeting, uh, yeah. leading the officers to take refuge in the cells. Yvonne, in your experience, do all of the elephants you know have a problem with authority or just this one? They don't like circus guys very much. They don't like people who poke them. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. Stands to reason. That seems understandable. Oh, but not they, they're okay with pitchforks, right? Yeah, Topsy seemed okay with pitchforks. Uh, so I'm guessing that that's universal across all elephants. Mm. Pitchforks, okay. Everything else, not so much. Not so much. Alt was quickly fired. Yeah. <laughs> I, I frankly... Can't believe he wasn't fired after the first time yeah. he let it loose yeah. to rampage through the streets of Coney Island. Without Alt to handle Topsy, the owners of Luna Park claimed that they could no longer handle the elephant and tried to get rid of her. But due to her bad reputation, they could not even give her away. No other circus or zoo would take her. Right. Right. Yeah, because they value their lives? Yeah. Um, because they're like, uh, you know, uh, we don't want to die? Luna Park press agent... Uh, released a statement to the newspapers that Topsy would be euthanized within a few days. Okay. On January 1st, 1903, the owners announced plans to conduct a public hanging of the elephant. What? And collect 25 cents a head admission to see the spectacle. Okay, hold on one second. Hold on. <laughs> they don't really have nets. I don't kind of see how a hanging why, would work. Why would you decide that hanging is the best way to euthanize an elephant? Because they're so heavy. <laughs> Um, it's going to pull down on the neck really hard. Rope. How about the, uh, shoot it? word euthanasia Where? means a gentle death or a kind yeah. of yeah. death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually a- really, really hard to euthanize an elephant. Well, I mean, uh, poachers do it with rifles out in the wild, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't think it's very kindly, though. No, but uh, it's got to be better than hanging, right? Hanging has thing. got to be the worst way to try and kill an elephant. Well, well let's, maybe let's that's hear. the maybe that's the like tw- I'm, uh, I'm going to make twenty five cents a head admission to see something die in agony and over who, a long period of time. Who's paying? Oh, I guess that's it. If you're charging people to come and watch you kill an elephant, you want to give them a show. You want to give horrible, them, horrible show. If it goes too quickly, they're go- people are going to want a refund. I didn't get my money's worth. Right. You needed to be really long, drawn out, and agonizing. On hearing of this plan, the president of the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals... Oh, not for the encouragement of cruelty to animals? Not not that other one. uh, uh Stepped in uh, and forbade the hanging as needlessly cruel. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm surprised that no one it didn't occur to anyone else before them that this was needlessly cruel. The owners discussed alternatives, going over methods used in previous attempts to euthanize elephants, including poisoning and electrocution. Okay. But those previous attempts were all botched. There were na- there had been nary a good euthanizing of elephants in the so, past. So then, all right. So poisoning didn't work. Uh, elect- electrocution didn't work. So hanging is the answer. This is I. I find this a dubious claim at best. After much negotiation, which included trying to gift the elephant to the ASPCA, here, you take it. You deal with this elephant. Yeah. Yeah, You you know what? You want this elephant alive so bad? You (laughs) You take take it. it. Yes. Right? This is your (laughs) elephant now. A Uh, method of strangling the elephant with large ropes tied to a steam-powered winch was agreed upon. Okay. So less of hanging and more throttle. So the ASPCA Mm -hmm. backed off of the uh, strangling part because they're like... All right, we don't want the elephant either, Uh, so maybe strangling is the way to go. They also agreed to use poisoning and electricity as well. What? Three different methods. Oh, oh, so poisoning didn't work, electrocution didn't work. But maybe together with the strangling. Maybe poisoning, electrocution, and hanging. It just goes on and on. Oh, right, right. The event brought out an estimated... They are really making this up as they go along. 1,500 spectators and 100 press. Wow. Hmm. 1,500 people wanted to see them kill an elephant. Pay a quarter. Yep. Now, Topsy refused to cross the bridge over the lagoon, ignoring prodding and even bribes of carrots and apples. Oh, not even carrots and apples could get them them to cross the bridge. The owners of Luna Park then tried to get William Alt to lead Topsy across the bridge, but he declined an offer of $25 to coax her to her death, saying... I would not do it for a thousand dollars. Whoa! Wow, that's a big claim back in 1902. Because that is not enough to buy me the alcohol that I need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they fired him, and then like uh, two weeks later, like, okay, come on back, so you can get the elephant to lead the elephant to slaughter. They finally gave up trying to get Topsy across the bridge and decided to bring death to her. Okay. The steam engine ropes and the electrical w- lines were all re-rigged to the spot where Topsy stood. Okay. All right. Mm. The electricians attached copper-lined sandals connected to AC lines to Topsy's right forefoot and left hind foot so the charge would flow through the bo- through the elephant's body. So we talked about this in, in our uh, electricity episode. Well, wait. Uh-huh. Topsy was fed carrots laced with 460 grams of potassium cyanide. Yeah. Okay. 6,600 volts. That's 6,600 volts. Uh-huh. Uh, hit Topsy's body for 10 seconds, toppling her to the ground. After Topsy fell, the steam-powered winch tightened two nooses placed around her neck for 10 minutes. According to at least one contemporary account, she died without a trumpet or a groan. Mm-hmm. The story of Topsy fell into obscurity for the next 70 years, but has become more prominent in popular culture, partly due to the fact that the film of the event still exists. Yeah, so we've seen this, you know, mm. and it's, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a bunch of smoke and then she goes rigid and then falls over. That yep. is the electricity and the smoke. And then just and collapse. Yeah. With legs all straightened out. Yeah. All askew and whatnot. In popular culture, Thompson and Dundee's killing of Topsy has switched attribution with claims it was an anti-alternating current demonstration organized by Thomas A. Edison during the War of the Currents. Right, yeah, him and Westinghouse. Uh, yeah, I think we, this is what we talked about in the electricity yeah. episode. Historians point out that Edison was never at Luna Park and the electrocution of Topsy took place 10 years after the War of the Currents. Uh, oh, so that's a false attribution. That's it, it had nothing to do with this. Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Two different elephant electrocutions. <laughs> Don't confuse the two. Uh, well, Topsy seemed to have her share of problems. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm sure she was not thrilled with her situation, and neither was the rogue elephant of Aberdare Forest. Whoa. Uh, this is 1940s. A bull African elephant labeled the rogue elephant went on a vicious multi-month rampage across villages and farms in the area. The elephant evaded or killed several local hunters on multiple occasions and attacked a number of small villages, but he never attacked the same village twice. Mm, So his movements were unpredictable and impossible to follow. While on a safari hunting antelope, the story of the marauding elephant came to the attention of a famous big game hunter named J.A. Hunter. What? That's nominative determinism for you. (laughs) (laughs) oh uh, why uh yvonne does that mean you moran all the time i do i'm more into everything (laughs) Ah, i love it it's more into elephants than you Uh are 
Maybe he was uh, just look- Jay, a hunter. Oh, yes, <laughs> right. Jay, a hunter. Uh, locals begged Hunter to help track and kill the angry elephant. Hunter documented his conversations with the natives about the rogue elephant attacks. He wrote in his uh, uh, memoirs. What's his voice like? I don't know. What would a, what would a big is, game is hunter? Is he British? Um, He's got to be British, big game hunter. Or make him South African. Oh, I'll try and do my South Africa. Oh, good. <laughs> Two natives were returning to the village one evening when they saw a great black mass standing motionless in the shadows. The men shouted to scare the thing away. At once, the mass left the shadows and charged them at fearful speed. Uh-huh. They heard the man's screams as the elephant caught him. The great brute put one foot on the victim and pulled him to pieces with his trunk. Then he stamped the body into the ground and went away. So that was pretty good. Yeah. That was really good. Yes. Thank you. It was like I was in South Africa. Yeah, having thing. having a beer with some guy visiting from Scotland. <laughs> yeah. it, I felt like I was in Antwerp. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the elephant evaded Hunter for two days and deliberately led the hunting party into treacherous terrain, forcing them to crawl through brambles and nettles and briars. Eventually, Hunter was successful bringing the elephant down with a shot to the head and finished it off with another shot to the back of the neck. Okay. During post-mortem Double examination... Tap. Double tap. Yep. During post-mortem examination, Hunter noted that the quality of the bull's ivory was very poor, oh. being only 40 pounds per tusk. Mm-hmm. The base of the right tusk was found to have a musket ball lodged in its nerve center. Hunter suspected this was done by an Arab ivory hunter, causing pain, which drove the bull to act aggressively. Oh, okay. Mm. So don't shoot an elephant because it will make it angry. Yeah, and well, it will stomp people and pull them to pieces, dismember them with his trunk. Yeah. If you shoot an elephant, finish the job. I mean, Yvonne, have you ever heard about an elephant dismembering somebody with their trunk? Um, no. Chimps, yes. Yeah. Chimps dismember people, but never yeah. heard of an elephant doing it. Well, but you weren't capable. Uh, you weren't in Aberdare Forest in the 1940s. No, no I wasn't. a tiny paper elephant with a tiny paper friend and they don't know what they're doing on the table there's a larger kind of elephant and it lives inside of you and it knows that you can
In the news. <laughs> helicopter pilot Roger Gower swooped low to get close to the fresh elephant carcass, which lay in the thick bush of Tanzania's Mazwa Game Reserve. Okay. This is from February 2016. Mm-hmm. The people who had killed the huge animal were nowhere to be seen, but its ivory tusks were still intact, so the poachers had to be around somewhere. Uh-huh. Then they saw it, a pile of ivory perched atop a small hill. Oh. The poachers knew they'd been spotted. They emerged from their hiding place in the bush and fired on the helicopter with an AK-47. Well, oh, that's gun. At least one bullet cut through the floor of the helicopter, hitting Gower's leg and shoulder and then piercing the roof. Hmm. Gower was able to land the craft. He succumbed to his injuries before help could arrive. The veteran British pilot died Friday at age 37. His co-pilot survived with injuries. Uh. Tanzania arrested three suspects in Gower's killing. Authorities found three elephant carcasses in the area. This is the case across Tanzania and much of Africa where illegal hunters are armed to the teeth and anti-poaching efforts can be as deadly as all-out war. Right. Yeah, I heard about this, that like the, anti, the anti-elephant the anti poaching units are like basically like the same uh, kitted out like anti-drug units in the States. Like they're mm-hmm. body armor and machine guns and the whole thing. It's because the poachers are like, you're never taking me alive, copper. Yeah. It's difficult to know how many people have been killed in the bloody battle over Africa's wildlife, but the human toll is high. Mm-hmm. The Thin Green Line, which helps train park rangers and anti-poaching personnel, estimates that 1,000 rangers have been killed in the line of duty in the past 10 years. What? So that the, is crazy! The yeah. Thin Green Line is like some kind of organization or something? I'm imagining it's a, some sort of environmental organization. Okay. Yeah. A uh, thousand rangers. Yeah, see, this is full-on war, right? Yeah. I mean... They're locked in deadly battles. It's one every three days. Yeah. Right? Ten, That's crazy. Isn't it? Or 10 yeah. years, three thousand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thin Green Line Foundation is uh, elephant protectors. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Park, oh, park rangers. Elephant poaching is high risk but high payoff and increasingly controlled by organized crime networks that supply poachers with military-style weapons. Okay. The actual dirty work is done by mostly poor, mostly desperate foot soldiers who have few other opportunities to make as much money as the ivory dealers are offering. In exchange, the crime syndicates get ivory that fuels a global black market worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, uh, most of the stuff you see in ivory is kind of like cheesy trinkets, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's a cheesy trinket industry. Can't we all just, like, have mm. good taste and get over cheesy trinkets? 3D printing is pretty awesome. I don't yeah. care that it's made from, uh, that my figure is made from ivory. It can be made from 3D printer goop. I don't care. Oh, I would just, uh, you know, put ivory in your 3D printer. Boom. Right? Oh, Taking care of business. Now we're going to have to kill some elephants to do that. Oh, uh, we can't like we can have uh, you know fake syn- ivory, synthetic ivory. Billiard balls used to be made out of ivory, and then yeah, some right. guy invented a synthetic, a plastic that moved the same sort of way. So yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, mm. I'm sure yeah. I played with one. We are in a golden age of materials to build things out of. We yeah. don't need to be murdering these animals to do it anymore. Like, I've never looked at anything that was in ivory and thought to myself, oh, that's cool. I would totally want that on my shelf. Yeah. It's all like tchotchkes and garbage. Yeah, yeah. Just things. Yeah. Ironically, carved in the shape of elephants that's a lot right. of the time. That's right. Mm-hmm. Remember this beautiful living creature? We took some of its bones and carved a smaller dead version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Gower had been working on anti-poaching efforts for about a year before he was shot. Born and raised in Britain, he'd worked as an accountant until 2009 when his sense of of adventure pushed him to get his helicopter pilot's license. That brought him to Tanzania, where he was hired by a luxury safari company to escort wealthy clients and celebrities around the country's safari circuit. He did that for five years before joining the Friedkin Conservation Fund, where he helped carry out anti-poaching patrols and flew Friedkin staff between various camps on the Mazwa Reserve. Uh, sounds so, like a good guy. Sounds yeah. like a good dude getting shot by bad dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a terribly unfortunate. Yeah. It's not something you uh, want to have that often. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, you know, a helicopter is a good way to catch poachers because uh, you know, on the, on the savannah, it's hard to... Hard to hide from that aerial... Uh... You just need to put more armor on the bottom of the helicopters. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Or do what they do in an apocalypse now and sit on your helmet. Oh, yeah. There you go. Huh. Yeah, that's a good idea. 2015 Washington. Huh? Senator John McClain. Uh, McClain. No. <laughs> it's, it's a different guy. That's a different guy. That's a diehard guy. That's a diehard guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll start again. He'd be a good senator. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Just keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, senator John McClain yeah. went to Nakatomi Plaza. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
and uh, saved uh, a his cop, wife. His yeah. wife. Yeah. Launched a new attack this week targeting one of his favorite examples of military waste, the Army's research into bomb-sniffing elephants. Oh, snap. This is awesome. Oh. Bomb-sniffing elephants. Oh, I can't wait to see one of them in the airport. The senator scoffed at the prospect of the Army deploying elephants uh, to the battlefield, saying even Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus is sending its remaining Asian Af- elephants to a conservation center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the criticism is misleading. According to a response from the service, the Army Research Development and Engineering Command said the program was never meant to send pachyderms to war mm-hmm. and instead was searching for a breakthrough in electronic sensors to protect frontline troops. The exploratory research project received $50,000 in 2012, a small drop in the Army's large bucket of research funding, yeah. and was looking for a breakthrough on a preserve in South Africa where elephants had appeared to detect and avoid buried landmines using oh. their keen sense of smell. Call back to our landmines episode. Call back to our 19-kilometer water detection mm-hmm. de- quality. So, so, yeah, so they can smell explosives. If elephants prove to be very good at this task, then the goal was to determine how they do it. Uh, so that understanding could be applied to the design of better electronic sensors. So you mm-hmm. can invent an elephant-style sniffer. Right. Yeah. They don't yeah. want to. They want to train elephants to find mines. They want to find out why elephants can find mines. But when they and then make a thing that does that. But when yeah. they make that electronic thing, right? It's, can it's they, the size can of they an please make it into the shape of, of an, an elephant? elephant? Yeah. That'd yeah, be great. Precisely. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense to just have, like, that long dangly hose, right? Like, the, the trunk, where you, mm-hmm. like, sweep it over the ground, yeah. right? You know? It was never the Army's intent to use elephants in the field, evidently. McCain pointed out in his report that the program has not yielded conclusive results. While finding new ways to enhance our bomb detection methods is important, it is unlikely that African elephants could feasibly be used on the battlefield given their large size and sensitive status. As we say. Yeah, John, we just said they're not going to use the fucking elephants, man. Stop <laughs> strawmanning this... Goddamn science. Especially when it's like, it's a $50,000 grant, like which in, I mean, how much do they spend in military spending a year? Like a trillion dollars like a year. That's like military not spending. even a year's worth of salary for a, a scientist. Yeah. And, and then you don't get to fly them out to, uh, to so Africa that, yeah. because you don't have any more money because you've paid for, the, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is a definition. Uh, what about you, Yvonne? What sort of hidden talents do uh, elephants have that, uh, besides bomb sniffing, that you know of that the general public doesn't yet? Oh, well, there's the sound detection. So yep. that's pretty cool. The uh, um, in- in- infrasound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pooping, evidently. That's a hidden talent. They could set yeah. off the mines by pooping on them uh, safely. Uh, well, except for their asses. <laughs> That'd be a poo explosion. <clears throat> poo explosion. In politics, American politics, okay, mm-hmm. the uh, Republican Party's mascot is an elephant. Oh yeah, why is that? Because um, of the infrasound? <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's because they like to poop on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they create no, they create uh, two hundred pounds of bullshit every day. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, this falls under pop culture. Okay, because it comes from a periodical. The Republican Party was formed in 1854. It wasn't until six years later that Abraham Lincoln became its first elected president. Uh, An image of an elephant was featured as a Republican symbol in at least one political cartoon during the Civil War. But the pachyderm didn't start to take hold as a GOP symbol until Thomas Nast, who is considered the father of the modern political cartoon, used it in an 1874 Harper's Weekly cartoon, which I have actually posted here. So we'll put it on the website, causticsodapodcast.com. Titled The Third Term Panic, Nast's drawing mocked the New York Herald, which had been critical of President Ulysses S. Grant's rumored bid for third term and portrayed various interest groups as animals, including an elephant labeled The Republican Vote, which was shown standing at the edge of a pit. Nast employed the elephant to represent Republicans in additional cartoons all the way through the 1870s. Hmm. And by 1880, most other cartoonists were using the creature to symbolize the party. Okay. So hmm. it was the invention of one guy. And, and they're the, stampeding on inflation, reform, and... Repudiation. I, repudiation. And then uh, uh, there's chaos beneath it. As though it's a pit of chaos. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So the Republicans are stamping on all sorts of things and about to fall into a pit of chaos. 
And that's why Snuffleupagus was put in uh, Sesame Street because he represents the Republican. Oh, really? Group really? Of There's Sesame a Republican Street. sensitivity to Sesame Street that yeah. we weren't aware of. Yeah. Well, he represents the real world effectiveness of their policies and <laughs> that they're fucking imaginary. Yeah, it's invisible. Yeah. Uh, is Snuffleupagus an elephant? He's furry. I guess he's a mammoth more than anything. Ah, uh, yes, of course. The extinct mammoth. In mythology, we've got Ganesha. Oh, who is man. the elephant-headed uh, Hindu god Okay, with a human body, four arms, and an elephant's head. He's one of the best-known and most-worshipped deities in the Hindu pantheon. While some texts say that Ganesha was born with an elephant head, he acquires the head later in most stories. Oh. The most recurrent motif of these stories is that Ganesha was created by Parvati using clay to protect her and Shiva. Uh, Shiva beheaded him when Ganesha became between the two of them, and Shiva then replaced Ganesha's original head with that of an elephant. Sure. Uh, Ganeshi is widely revered as the remover of obstacles, the patron of arts and science, and the diva of intellect and wisdom. Mm -hmm. As the god of beginnings, he is honored at the start of most rituals and ceremonies. Ganesha is also invoked as patron of letters and learning during writing sessions. He may be portrayed standing, dancing, heroically taking action against demons, playing with his oh. family as a boy, sitting down or on an elevated seat, or engaging in a range of contemporary situations. Okay. Like in The Simpsons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Please mm -hmm. do not offer my god a peanut. Yeah. <laughs> Cyclops. In mythology, some uh, historians think that a scattered skulls of prehistoric pygmy elephants on the island of Crete in Sicily may have formed the basis of belief in existence of the Cyclops. What? The one-eyed giant featured in Homer's Odyssey. The skulls feature a large nasal cavity of the front oh. that can be mistaken for a singular eye socket, and okay. the skulls, twice the size of a human's, look as if they should belong to giant humanoids. Okay. Because they've mm -hmm. got chin bones. Yeah, ah, chin bones. Yeah, we share a chin. Yeah, and basically um, the, the trunk, the top of the trunk, ends in a huge hole. Right, right of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. It'd be, that'd be, that's your like, sinus nasal cavity, right? Mm -hmm. And those eye bits on the side, that's the ear holes. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. Totally. Elephants feature in music. What's, yeah, what's, uh, what's the uh, what's the elephant walk? How does that song go? Is that it? I think so. Yeah. Is that the baby elephant walk? I think it is. I, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Is that it? I knew it was, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Thai Elephant Orchestra is a musical ensemble located near Lampang in northern Thailand. The elephants play music, essentially as conducted improvisations, on specially designed <laughs> heavy-duty musical instruments. What? Wait. The orchestra has released three CDs. Oh God. <laughs> Is this orchestra. like the Muppaphones where there's like they're all in a lineup and, so, and there's a there's we have a video. guy with a cigar burning the tips of the trunks? We oh, have God. video. Uh, as you can tell, uh, drums feature heavily in the uh, okay. elephant orchestra. Uh, how, do they, how do they get in the trumpet? Do they? Do they? They just trumpet. Yeah, and one of them's playing like a xylophone style thing. Oh my God. One of them's all hitting. Right. This, sound, this is pretty awesome. Okay, that one actually but. has some big bongos to the side, and it is hitting bongo and bongo. In it's rhythm. not just hitting like a thing. It is specifically saying, I'm going to hit these two drums. Wow, yeah. that's I, really I wonder cool. how much these elephants enjoy this, or if it's just like, oh, uh -huh. why do they, these humans making me make their horrible music? Uh, the orchestra can range in size from six to 14 elephants. They perform for visitors at the center. Uh, some don't believe that they are very good. <laughs> oh, because uh, oh, there's uh, critics. Uh, on the uh, I think Yvonne is. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Uh, but I like. Are I you like watching the it with the sound on or not? We have the sound off because we're recording right now. Yeah, so yeah, no, they're it. really bad. I believe it. Yeah, it's just a, it's just like a bunch of gonging and oh, one of them isn't even playing an instrument. It's like shaking like a, a. That's uh, the torrent. It's got the shaker sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. shh, 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 shh. Well, come on. Right. They're elephants. I'd go watch this. I'd watch the elephant play at the elephant orchestra This is play. the best music that I've ever heard an elephant make. Yeah. How dare you? Uh, television. The Price is Right in 1956 offered an elephant as a bonus prize for a contestant who had won a grand piano for extra ivory, was the joke. Oh, I see. Uh, the real prize was $4,000. However, the contestant, who was from Texas demanded the elephant and persisted with his demand whoa eventually the contestant got his wish oh and got a four and i a, got an elephant worth four thousand dollars a live very budget elephant from kenya was delivered to his home oh good god it was a bull elephant in must <laughs> yes nobody else be wanted. careful what you wish for yeah, mr precisely. contestant uh yeah i why would you 
continued to demand the elephant. I guess so. He wanted a piano, and as a joke, they had another That's elephant right. yeah, with it, it and was, said it's for the extra ivy, ivory. Yeah, it was probably one of these like let's make a deal situations where yeah. oh, if you choose door number three, it's a donkey. They don't actually expect anybody to keep the donkey. That's it's right. just like they have that wah, wah, wah. That's when that's when they had to make their contestants start signing things saying if you know if I get if shown I win a donkey, the donkey, I don't. I'm keep not it. actually keeping the donkey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd just want the equivalent in rhinos. Oh, <laughs> yeah. one for one. It's like handing out change. We've already determined one for one. <laughs> comic books. I actually really enjoy a comic called Elephant Men. Sure, I've mm-hmm. liked it for quite some time. It's uh, set in a world 200 years in the future where a uh, where a corporate entity breeds human-animal hybrids yep. for war purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hybrids are composed of numerous African animal species, including elephants, warthogs, camels, zebras, rhinos, hippos, giraffes, hyenas, and crocodiles. Yeah, we talked about this on the hippo episode, I think. Precisely. Hip flask. Hip flask is the main character in a book called Elephant Men, uh, and the elephant character is named Ebenezer Hyde, okay. uh, and everyone calls him Ebony. Ebony has ivory. Got yep. it. Uh, overcome with depression, uh, Ebony relies heavily on drugs to relive his prime, both mentally and sexually. Well, if we're going to talk about comics, we have to talk about the World Wildlife Federation of Justice enemy, of Elephantum. Oh, uh, yeah. So what, are, what is Elephantum's powers? Well, he can turn intangible and invisible. Okay. And he claims to be able to communicate with the spirit world. All right. He his backstory. He's kind of like a bit of a he's like a bit of a huckster, but also an inventor. He claimed to have invented a ghost hunting machine, kind of a thing. Oh, so he's a wannabe ghostbuster. Yeah, kind of. Okay. And uh, he invent, invited the press to come for this demonstration, and one of the people in the press was Gorilla's secret identity as uh-huh. a reporter. Right. Got it. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, so and they all laughed at him when it, it wasn't working properly. So he's yeah. like, I'm going to put it up to ten. And then there was a horrible accident, and they got sucked into the uh, the device. All right, and he came out and the other side powers. as Elephantum. Elephantum. Got it. Yep. Got it. As seen in the most recent little cartoony that I made, uh-huh. it's an animatic for the intro to the proposed World Wildlife Federation of Justice cartoon, which I will link on YouTube uh, on CosmicSodaPodcast.com, and, Ooh, and you can all out. watch it. So is Elephantum, is he always like see-through and phantomy now? Like he's got a ghost body? or, or He's basically he got physical? a ghost body. He's got right. a ghost. So, so he no longer needs to go to his pachydermatologist? Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, uh, so he's, he can never take corporeal form. He's always kind of a ghost. I don't know. What do you want from me? I'm asking the question from the creator. <laughs> Who want answers? Depends on the story. Uh, well, Yvonne, what's your favorite elephant movie? So, ge- so generally, yes, until the story yeah, needs until it. Until the story needs okay, it. Okay, I got it. What's your favorite elephant movie, Yvonne? What's my only elephant movie I've seen? That would be, oh God, what's it called? The Bill Murray one. Larger Than oh, Life. Okay. Larger oh, Than Life. Okay. Well, this is the story of from 1996, a Bill Murray movie where a motivational speaker discovers that the inheritance his father left for him is in the form of an elephant. Was yeah. it a good movie? When I say favorite, it's, <laughs> I mean only. Um, uh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's Bill Murray being Bill Murray, but with an elephant. All right, sure. Okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, were you entertained? I might have laughed once or twice. Okay. But that's about All it. Right. Who, okay. who had the better performance, the elephant or Bill Murray? Yeah. Elephant was a little wooden, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tor and I last night watched a movie called Hannibal Brooks, mm-hmm. a 1969 comedy. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Starring Oliver Reed, directed by Michael Winner. The uh, problem with the. Okay, go ahead. It's the story of a prisoner of war working at a zoo who gets the chance to escape from the Germans in World War II. So he does, and he takes with him the elephant that he's been caring for. They head for the Swiss border and freedom. Yeah. I think the main problem with this movie is not very clear it's a comedy, mostly because it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Although and so it just struck Lots of people as... sit around laughing yeah. at things that they say to themselves. Yeah. Right? Which uh, I think is suggesting that the characters find these things terribly funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? The audience did not. Yeah. And I think we thought it mostly to be just weird. It is very strange because all of these... POWs are working at the zoo and are very laxly guarded. Yeah. 
Like there's like one guard to guard thirty POWs spread like all over Zoo. More slack even than Hogan's Heroes. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. No, it is incredibly slack. In fact, one American POW decides he wants to escape and just basically walks off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Seems to be. Yeah. 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 He like wrestled the gun out of a hand of a German and pushed the German over and then just walked away. There stars uh, Oliver Reed mm-hmm. and um, Michael J. Pollard. Yeah. Is the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The American. The uh, The beginning of this story is based on the experiences of the writer Tom Wright, who, while a prisoner of war, worked at the Munich Zoo to care for their elephant, Lucy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has also been attributed to the true story of Olga the elephant rescued from the Vienna Zoo in 1944. Olga. It's uh, uh, The pacing's all wrong. Uh, oh, and he, he, gets to, he gets partnered up with a German soldier, two German soldiers, and a Polish woman yeah. that he is allowed to have sex with. Yeah. While they are being guarded by these well, two German soldiers. While they're in, yeah, guarded very loosely. One very of them goes loosely. Off to, like one guard is actually super sympathetic to uh, the elephant and the elephant handler. And the other guard, every night, goes into town to gets drink. Gets drunk. Gets drunk and tries to have sex with local girls. So, and he doesn't speak English. And he just speaks no English. So... It's like there's so many logic gaps in in uh, the setup of this film that it, it takes you kind of out of the time and place of it. There are some cool moments in it, though. Some oh, entertaining which... moments. Well, like when the train derails. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah there's, when, he, there's... when the elephant uh, pushes over a bunch of logs yeah. and kills yeah. the, the yeah. Germans coming up the hill. Yeah, it's not all just shooty, shooty, bangy, bangy. Oh, and when a guy gets stuck in a cable car like a ski lift. Oh, yeah. And then he tries to climb. Tries to climb out by like crawling up the cable, yeah. and then the cable car moves and pushes him off. And falls he to falls his death. to his death. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't give it a thumbs up. I think the best thing I can say about it is I watched it, and there is an elephant through almost the entire movie. Yes, in pretty much every scene. The other thing we watched last night was Dumbo, the yep. 1941 Disney classic, mm-hmm. which uh, I was uh, after my uh, in my in our wildfires episode, my yep. Bambi experience. I was fully expecting to hate this movie because I hated Bambi. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't hate it. And one of the reasons I didn't hate it was because it was only 63 minutes long. Back when movies could keep it real tight. Sure. Yeah. And it still felt a little too long. Some stuff happened. Uh, Barely. There was a a scene where they were drunk. Yes. And there were pink elephants on parade. Yeah. And that was pretty trippy. I did find it weird uh, after watching it that Dumbo does not speak a word in the whole movie. Dumbo is like the only elephant that doesn't oh, yeah. speak. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, all does his mom elephants... say anything? His mom no, say his anything. mom didn't say anything either. Yeah. Dumbo and his mom are mutes. Every other elephant had lots to say. <laughs> That's right. All the other elephants were real gossips, well, and they like to say like I mean, horrible things about Dumbo. It's right there in his name. Dumb doesn't mean stupid. It oh. means you don't talk. Uh-huh. You're Dumbo. Dumbo. Right, right. Yeah, well, his real name was Jumbo Jr., that's right. And they like to call him Dumbo because he looked dumb. With his oh. big ears. Mm-hmm. Evidently, this was Walt Disney's favorite film ever made by his studios. Sure. And the final negative cost of Dumbo was the least expensive of all of Disney's animated features. Hmm. So maybe that's why it was his favorite. Yeah, it made it the most money. It was legendarily cheap. <laughs> uh, would you give Dumbo a thumbs up? Sure. <laughs> that's on fine. What, on what grounds? That was interesting to watch. All right. You just like the part where they got drunk and watched, mostly I and, watched the and yeah. hallucinated as as a fan elephants. of animation. Yeah, it was pretty well done. But animals get their babies delivered by stork just like everybody else. Yep, that's what I learned. Where do baby storks come from? That is a good question. Artificial insemination. <laughs> of course. You don't want to get me started on how you how you do a stork. Oh, oh no! You got to well, get all it. up in save the cloaca. It. Save it for the stork episode. So much oral uh-huh. involved. <laughs> It's such a weird feeling to know you're alive. It's such an awful feeling. You die inside, and when you wake up, startled to say, I hope I don't go crazy today. It's such a bad feeling, an ominous feeling, a feeling you know that. We'll be back when the week is new, and we'll have more gross facts for you, and you'll have things you want to hear about. We will too. 
Caustic Soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while everyone he loved was replaced with duplicates with buttons for eyes. To comment on episodes and for links, images, videos, and show notes, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Today's escape from the horror was Tiny Paper Elephant by The Double Clicks. Hear more at thedoubleclicks.bandcamp.com. Support us at patreon.com slash causticsoda. Rate and review us on iTunes and soon on Google Play Music. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at Caustic Podcast. Email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. I'm Joe Fulgham. Thanks for listening. Well, animals are a lot like people, Mrs. Simpson. Some of them act badly because they've had a hard life or have been mistreated. But, like people, some of them are just jerks. Stop that, Mr. Simpson.